Hello and welcome to Planning to the Max. My name is Samantha from Events by Tiger and I absolutely love logistics, events logistics that is. We are living in such a strange time at the moment with COVID-19, but I think there is a great opportunity to highlight the events industry in a way we haven't before. Planning to the Max is about celebrating the events we know and love, but also celebrating the events that have managed to pivot their offering during this tough time. Let's dive into it. I'm super excited about today's episode of Planning to the Max, as being around horses has always been a large part of my life. Yes, competitions and outings have been cancelled due to COVID-19, but keen horse people around the country are still able to see and ride their GGs during this time, and now are able to head out to training opportunities. Horseland is a huge community supporter with sponsorship present at most events and initiatives. With most of the 2020 competition calendar for equestrian competitions cancelled, including the Horseland Australian Eventing Championships, the National Pony Club Championships, and most recently, the Australian Dressage Championships in October, Horseland knew they had to do something to keep the community engaged. We are joined by Charlotte Hall, Head of People and Community at Horseland, Charlotte, welcome to Planning to the Max. Hey, Sammy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on board. So for all of you non-horsey buddy listeners out there, and there's probably a few, the first Horseland store opened in 1978 and has evolved to become Australia's largest equestrian retailer with over 51 stores in Australia. Now, there isn't a horse rider out there that hasn't spent a considerable amount of time and probably money in Horseland over the years. And I remember when I was growing up as a kid, you know, my sister worked there, her best friend worked there. We spent a lot of Friday nights hanging out in the Horseland store. Like many other retailers, COVID-19 has boosted their online sales, but Horseland wanted to make sure that they stayed engaged with their community during these strange times. Charlotte, share with us what you came up with during COVID-19 restrictions and how did this initiative evolve? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Sammy. Okay, so as you touched on, in uh, late March, the first level of restrictions were, I guess, imposed uh, on, uh, was almost overnight. So the equestrian event industry, uh, the calendar for 2020, pretty much became empty overnight um, back in March. So at the time, our team was busily working on um, a lot of major sponsorship events that we had coming up. And one in particular was only a week out, and it was the one that you were referring to earlier, the Horseland Australian Eventing Championships at Bondon Park. So we immediately ceased all production planning activities and quickly turned around our attention to our 350 plus employees um, and did all that we could to protect their jobs. That was our focus. So a big part of making that happen was to find a new way of engaging our community. Um, you know, normally that way would be to, via our stores, as you touched on before, those cool front and arts. So, you know, what we needed to do is change how we engaged. Um, we're super lucky here at Horseland to have an amazing teams, many of which who are actual riders in the industry. Uh, and just like an amazing stroke of fate, we actually had a retail team meeting and a marketing team meeting happen at the same time. And out of that meeting, the same idea actually came about. Um, it was, let's do 
a virtual writing competition. Um, one that's inclusive, one that's for all ages um, and all levels and disciplines and appropriate for the COVID-19 safety guidelines, I guess. So out of that, digital dressage was born. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, you've completed the first series. When is the next one kicking off and, and what does that look like? Have you had to kind of modify it a little bit? Yeah, so we have completed the first series. It finished um, in the middle of last month. Uh, we It was huge. So the aftermath and the work that we had, uh, I guess, processing all of those entries, um, those presentations ended up taking another few weeks, I guess, of time. Um, as far as what's coming next, we have a couple of things up our sleeves, um, but we've actually uh, commencing our next competition today. So, um, yeah. Friday the 22nd of May is today and um, uh, this time you don't even need to ride to, to compete, you just need a horse, you need some creativity. Uh, the competition is, a, is called Horseland Digital Style Shots of 2020 and it has classes such as fashions on the field, so race girls like us, Sammy, people that like to get dressed up for fashions on the field, um, dress up with your horse, most creative, which is the good old fancy dress. Uh, clip My Ride, which is the ones with the funny, funky clips, um, and the good old matchy-matchy competition uh, starts today. That is so cool. You've really um, captured all the different styles uh, of riding and, and horse going there. And um, so what is the process for people to get involved? I know there's going to be a lot of detail there, so maybe just mm. the overlying... Um, process of how people can get involved with these uh these these competitions yeah sure okay so for the for the video competitions which was our digital dressage and we also have a show jumping competition coming up that everyone's getting very excited about uh and in those particular uh competitions it's uh it's basically you um it's a video content so you enter on facebook and or instagram fill out a registration form pick pick out a a test or a, um, a ride that's uh, suitable for your riding level, practice it and then when you're ready get a fellow ISO companion um, to video you completing your test or, or your story or whatever it is that you're looking to compete in, upload your video to Facebook and or Instagram uh, and include a hashtag. So for example for digital dressage that was hashtag Horseland Digital Dressage 2020. And that's it, you're done. That's all that's needed. The photo comp is a bit more simple. Uh, so that one is actually literally uploading a photo after you've taken 50,000 and chosen the best one. Uh, and you upload that with a hashtag for the particular class that you're into. What I think has been really great for this process is that I've seen people that I know have had horses for years and things, but people have come out of the woodworks, they've dusted off their, you know, their dressage saddles or their, you know, jackets or whatever they may have had in their cupboard. They've dusted yeah. all off and, and come out for this, this series, which is really cool. It's so cool. So, I mean, we've had some amazing stories, just touching on one, um, to, to your point, dusting stuff off. We had a wonderful mum, uh, a lady who said she hadn't ridden in 40 years. And this gave her the confidence to get on again and ride her daughter's horse and enter our prep class for our dressage class. And that to me, there's lots of stories like that. That is exactly why we do it. It's really exciting. That's really cool. To give people a bit of a background, um, 
horse competition is a really unique kind of competition because it's graded the horse is the competitor not the rider so to explain mm -hmm. that better for you is in 2008 at the Beijing, Beijing Summer Olympics Laurie Lever competed in the show jumping on a horse called Ashley Drosseldam now Laurie was 60 years old at the time and Australia also had on their show jumping team, Matt Williams, who was 23 years old. So on that team for 2008, we had a 60 year old and a 23 year old, but it doesn't matter because it all comes down to the horse you're sitting on, which is really, really cool. So I just mm. want to give people that bit of background. And that's what I love about the sport that we all compete against each other. And um, it's quite unique. Yeah, it's really unique. I think, you know, age, there's no barrier for age. There's no barrier for gender. It's one of the few Olympic sports where gender is not actually considered at all. Um, and that, I think, yeah, you, you pointed it out really well. It's exciting that it is an all-inclusive sport. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying to bring to the forefront. Well, that's what I wanted to ask next. How did you structure the classes for the digital dressage competition? Was um, You mentioned a prep level just before was there a lot of different levels or you've kept it one pool how, how did you yeah. think about structuring it yeah so I guess uh, as we touched on before um, our main I guess vision for this competition was that all inclusivity it was about being suitable for all levels for all disciplines so that everyone had a chance to have a go so initially a flat riding competition meant that most people willing to have a go could have a go. Uh, and obviously the safety risk was also low, which is always important, but especially during our, these COVID-19 restrictions and times, it was um, probably more important than ever, I guess. So we did run levels like a real competition. Uh, however, we wanted everyone to feel comfortable to enter. So we did a lot of research and came up with four unofficial classes that we felt best met that met, met that vision, if you like. So first class, as you mentioned, was Prep A, and that class is for beginner riders with horses with no dressage experience and or horses that have no experience as well. Um, prelim is more about beginners with dressage experience. Novice is for intermediates, and elementary was intermediate to advanced. So we, I guess, did our best to cover the wide gambit of riders that we have. And did, I, did everyone have to be members of the Equestrian Federation of Australia or was it really that inclusive that you could just get out there and, and compete? Yeah, no, competition was absolutely open to all. So you have a horse and you want to have a go, go for it. Um, tell me a little bit about the judges and, um, and how they've been judging the, the, the competition and, and also um, the judges of how they'll do the fashions on the field and, and the other sort of elements we've added sure. in. Sure. So for digital dressage, we're really lucky at Horseland. We've got an amazing group of sponsored riders. It's um, amazing to go to work every day and, you know, be around these superstars that we grow up with. I know I love it myself. I get starstruck all the time. Um, but, you know, and we, we're lucky that these sponsored riders wanted to be involved and wanted to do all that they could to get involved with our community during this time. So for Prepa, we had our para-equestrian um, rider uh, and Tokyo Paralympian shortlist, um, Bridget Murphy. So she's amazing. She did a wonderful job. Um, you know, we had people 
uh, great stories afterwards of people that um, really look up to her as a mentor and um, someone that guides them. So she looked after our prep class and she was great. Uh, Prelim was our uh, other sponsored riders, gold medal eventer, Stuart Tinney, um, and his daughter, five-star eventer and Horseland employee as well, Horseland Dural, Gemma Tinney. Uh, novice was the always vivacious husband and wife team, Heath and Rosie Ryan. Um, Heath's an Olympic rider and coach. He's uh, competed at Olympic uh, level for dressage and has been three times the assistant coach for the Australian venting team. So you uh, get some, uh, some Sally, you know, morning uh, judges <laughs> off the street here. You've gone right to the top and got a whole list of Olympians on your judges. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what's so cool about this, you know, that you, you could be just started your writing career as we had people enter, enter and they get this amazing feedback from their stars of the sport, you know. Um, and so for us, that was a very, very cool thing to offer. And that's the feedback that we've had from our competitors and our community and our Horseline customers is how cool is it that we get um, a feedback video from Heath Ryan about how I perform my dressage test. It's really cool. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Mm. So to give people a little bit of an idea of the normal league, most competitions mm -hmm. run over spring and summer for equestrian sports and um, training is a heavy focus during the, the other times of the year. Yeah. Um, I know this is a, you know, it's a big question, but how many entrants would a key event usually receive when out in the real world? Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a good question. It, um, it varies a lot, as you know. I think, it, you know, by, for, for, for those that are listening, by way of example, so the Australian eventing champs that were due to run in um, early April, they generally get, and this year was no different, had over 700 entries um, across 10 or more classes, and they generally get, then get split into sections. Um, our competition, attracted more than 1,800 entries uh, across four classes, which was much more than we anticipated. And it was um, an excellent response. However, you know, it was, the volume took a lot of time to get through. It meant that we had to be really fluid with our, uh, our customers and with our community and letting them know how the schedule ch um, changed for us to deal with that volume. Um, but we, you know, th they were amazing. They, uh, you know, we kept everyone up to speed with socials and things like that and lots of lives and posting. And I think, you know, we've certainly learned this through this process. Um, as long as, you know, anything new is always going to have its challenges. And this certainly was no different. But, you know, what we learned through this is if you keep everyone up to, um, you know, up to date with what's happening, any changes with the process, everyone's generally really supportive. And our community was wonderful with it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting you say that because I spoke with an online retailer this week about the mm. influx of orders they had uh, being an alcohol delivery service. And um, I think that's the main thing with all industries, isn't it? As long as you communicate and let everyone know what's happening, mm -hmm. um, it's only when we're kept in the dark is, uh, is when the issues arise, right? Uh, just remind us of the hashtag again of how people can watch and find these tests and other great competitions this time around. Yeah, sure. Okay, so for the digital dressage competition, it's hashtag 2020 Horseland Digital Dressage. You'll be able to see all 1,800 plus entries if we go to that hashtag, so have fun. Uh, and the Horseland Digital Style Shots Comp starts today, as I said, and that will be the same thing. It's a hashtag in front of it.
So there's been a recent lift in some restrictions. Um, has there any been, been any new dates set for big comps yet coming up? Well, no, not yet. I mean, we, the remainder of 2020 is pretty much still very clear and cancelled. Uh, and the reality is that our equestrian uh, competitions are, are likely to see some changes and infinite changes um, all the way into the future when we think about how things are run from a uh, volume of people gathering perspective, the changes are likely to be fairly significant and ongoing. So how that, look, how that looks, we're still unsure. But what we do know is the virtual comp, which was initially a fill-in idea, mm -hmm. um, has gone so well, could possibly be around for some time to come. Absolutely. I think it's awesome that Horseland has come up with a way to keep the community engaged during these times. And um, and the other side of it is with this fashions on the field concept as well that you've got going now is some of us don't know when we'll get to go to the races again. So if we can, no. uh, if we can go out to our, our wardrobe and frock up at home and take some photos, um, I think it's a really good initiative from you guys. Yeah, thanks, Sammy. I totally agree. <laughs> well, Charlotte, Head of People and Community at Horseland, thank you for joining us for, on Planning of To The Max. We look forward to seeing how the digital competitions evolve going forward and hopefully we can make it something that lives on past the COVID-19 restrictions. Thanks, Sammy. My absolute pleasure.